This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. That's right. It's time for the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers by my side. His name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How you doing, Reavers? I am doing great. Uh, A lot of stuff to get to because the beauty of this show is... We don't really have a certain thing we discuss every day, like you know, a news topical show like Garage Logic is. We we can pick anything. We get to run the gamut. Yes. We can talk about anything Sports. we want. So, the thing I want to lead the show with okay. is me being the vice president of social media mm-hmm, for Garage mm-hmm. Logic. You are the one that showed me how to do a poll question on Twitter. Did you see that? You know how I figured it out? How I googled it. You and did. then I went and tried it, and then one minute later, I was like, that wasn't nearly as hard as I thought it was. Yeah, so I put up a poll. So I, I'm going to guess that you, you did this, was it yesterday or this morning? Uh, I think yesterday. Okay, it was yesterday, and I've got to imagine with our world, you know, wide-ranging, worldwide uh, listenership, we're talking about hundreds upon thousands of votes that were cast on this poll. Well, to be fair, <laughs> I put it on my personal Twitter account, sure. which no one really follows me, and I don't follow anyone else. You're Actually, not very active on Twitter. I, I have, I'm following 68. I have 12 or 1,100 followers, but I don't know any of those 1,100 people. Sure. So I'm because I don't know 1,100 people. I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah. So I don't know who's really following me, but I did put up a poll question. One, uh, no, no, two. People have voted. And it was a simple question. Is Chris Reavers the best host of the Weekly Scramble? And the answer was yes. And the second option was yes. Why not? So it was going to be like it was going to be yes no matter what because that was my test question. Gotcha. Two people did it. So I know you with you have. You're not only deep, but you're long and deep. Okay. Wait, that sounded way dirtier than it needed to be. Right. But you have a lot of friends on Twitter and you're active on Twitter. The the my tweet right before this that I before I put up this poll was I really sort of love the real XFL football and that's been long gone for like two years. So I haven't tweeted for two years. Did you really like the XFL? Yeah, the, some of the changes were great. Hmm. Absolutely, I, I forget what they are, but I, I I really did like some of the changes in the XFL. You're, you're not watching the the what is it? Of USFL. course, I'm watching the you USFL. Are? Yes. Wow. I, I watched the Guardians. Football. I watched the Guardians last night. It was I don't even know if that game was live, but I did watch it. It was mm-hmm. it's no one's in the crowds for those games. So you're leading me since you brought up football or we, we transitioned to football. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I wanted to go. You're a, a sports fan. I am. Are you watching the Timberwolves playoff run? I, I did watch the Timberwolves. That Saturday game was late though. It it ended late. So I um I don't disagree with that, by yeah. the way. That, that that's ridiculous and it's all because of television, which is whatever. But I mentioned this yesterday during, I can't remember if I mentioned this during Garage Logic or it might have been Monday Night Sports Talk. I don't care what the Vikings are thinking mm-hmm. at any one of their picks. They need to draft the security guard that took down that protester that sprinted out of yeah, the court. He was fast. I believe his name is Pierre. He has been identified okay. by one of the local scribes. I believe it was Johnny Krasinski. And he's and he nailed it. Like the instincts that that because he you could tell in the video. Yeah. You and I, I retweeted this. The, the video that you see, he's eyeballing her, knowing something's mm-hmm. up here. He knew she was up to something. So was she? Because I only watched it live, so I didn't replay it or anything like mm-hmm. that. Was she sitting right behind Glenn Taylor? Right behind him. And then she just jumped over Glenn Taylor and ran. But it looked like she was running towards where the players were, not and, and not necessarily towards him. I mean, she ran through him, through him to center court. Well, yeah, basically, kind of, right? Basically, or tr- yeah. attempted to make it to center court. Yep. But what? And she, 
Um, for the glimpse that I saw her, she looked like a normal gal. She was dressed kind of normally. But she was on the court for about eight seconds, yeah, and then yeah, they dragged yes. her behind yeah, off that she, court. Yeah, she experienced the rodeo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, You can ride this thing, but it's going to be eight seconds long, and then we're dragging you, and they dragged her out quick. I think they're getting a little tired of that. In fact, I would suggest that Glenn maybe not sit courtside, right? No, but, here's the problem. Yeah. I, re- I forget which publication. If it, was a, it must have been the Star Tribune. Do you realize that the first lady, the one that glued her hand to the floor, Mm -hmm. do you know that she wasn't charged? Uh, Why not? Why not? What are you? Yeah. Once once people find out, oh, we're not going to get charged. Well, then it's going to keep happening. You know what? They should not only charge her, but they should say, oh, by the way, the super glue that you glued to the floor that ruined that patch. Now we can't put a patch in there. The new floor is four hundred eighty-four thousand bucks. We're going to sue you for four hundred eighty-four thousand bucks. And oh, you were with an organization that thought it was a good idea that you did that. We're suing that organization for the four hundred eighty thousand bucks for the new floor too, and make people say, ah, crap. Maybe we shouldn't do that because she'd just get a slap on the wrist for doing it. But the financial problems of having to go yep. through a lawsuit of, yep. oh, yeah, you're paying for the damage you did. Mm-hmm. Right. And I I feel for them. I don't want these chickens to get killed. Sure. Right. It, 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 they're, they're worried because if I'm to understand this right, Glenn Taylor has a chicken farm and it had the bird flu and he had to destroy all the chickens. And they, Which, they that's what happens in farming. Ladies that's and what gentlemen. happens. That's what happens. They're it, more mad sad. about the way that the animals are being what, what I don't get is, I heard they lit, or or from what the protester said, I didn't hear this, the, the protester said that he lights them on fire, right? He's, he's cooking them. Yeah. Well, how are they? Where are they lighting them on fire? I, I don't, don't know. I mean, do they have a machine that comes up and says, and why don't you just whip them through a grinder? I know that sounds even worse, <laughs> right? But like what, what uh, maybe fire kills the flu. I think maybe that that's, that's part of yeah. it. Yeah, they but just I don't know, does someone spread. have like... Bob's mobile chicken fire come. I mean, how do you do it? You don't burn down the coop that they're in. Well, if you do get the chance to listen to Monday Night Sports yeah, Talk, okay. uh, Roycey had a, uh, had, had a way of uh, the way his father would take care of, of, of chickens oh, no. on the farm yeah. back in the day, yeah. which somewhat disturbing, but very funny. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. Good, yeah. I mean, I don't know. it. What was that girl? Same protesting? It was the same I, thing? I, I guess. They didn't get a quote from her. Although uh, I did announce this, that I have ordered my Timber Chickens t- t-shirt from Soda Stick. Oh, have you seen this? no. It's got the, you remember the old school Timberwolves logo yes, that has yep. the wolf inside the basketball. Yep, well, yep. the wolf has been replaced with a chicken. Oh, nice. With the same colors and everything. And please tell me they have a little bit of flames down by the chicken's feet. Like That I can't recall if <laughs> just they really do. Well, you only less. see the, the, the head. Okay. And, yeah. the, and the upper breast of the chicken okay. you don't really see the whole body because really chicken breasts are all we care about correct well ch- and chicken legs actually i'm not a wing guy are you kidding ch- me? i mean a, a leg guy i'm not a chicken leg guy aren't I'm, you I, I would much rather have the bigger portion it, i just had this weird correlation that everything i like about chickens is the same things i really enjoy about my wife <laughs> is that is that wrong is can i say that you know by the way this huh. is my fifth anniversary Today. Oh, happy anniversary it to you, so, too, and, birds. And she'll be happy when she listens to this because I complimented her because she knows how much I love chicken. So, okay. ergo, that's how much I love her. That's, that's, that um, is the, maybe the most romantic thing I've ever said. I can't dispute that whatsoever, <laughs> sir. That's, I'm a, uh, you know, some people sing, some people write, <laughs> some people poetize, write, write poems. I think poetize is a word. Okay. I just go ahead and, and stream of consciousness, let it out. So you are kind of one of my guys go to for pop culture stuff because you have uh, teenage girls. Yeah. And so you're somewhat forced to be involved into some of this stuff. I know all the Kardashians. I know you do. Okay, But help me understand 
what is going on with Johnny Depp? I don't know. Okay, good. I mean, I, I, I know a little bit. I think he's being defamed mm-hmm. by this Amber Heard, his ex-wife, correct, girlfriend. correct. And she's just running him through, but she's going to, if she doesn't play this a little bit better, she's going to be in big, big trouble if they find that this is a defamation case against Johnny. Yeah. Which is weird because he looks not great. Well, and you hear the some of the audio and he's acting. Oh, really? In the audio. It's really, really weird. Maybe that's all he is. Maybe that's he doesn't maybe he doesn't know reality. Or maybe anymore. exactly. Maybe his warped sense of reality is such that Everything's theater to him. He's done one really good thing in 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 what I consider his um, scope of work. Okay, he did a Ricky Gervais comedy set where he went into Ricky Gervais's office and with Ricky Gervais's his tall uh, writing partner. I can't remember what that guy's name is. I don't know. They either. see him and they they make some kind of joke about Pirates of the Caribbean and Johnny pretends to get super mad about it and and hurt and sad. He looks like a five foot two guy. <laughs> He just, because he's just standard, you know, and he's got like the makeup on and, you know, not all Pirates of the Caribbean, but when he was wearing the hats and the makeup and mm-hmm. the, he has some, like big pants on and he, it's like, oh, you look like a little five foot two pumpkin just walking in and he's like, why would you guys say that about me? It's really quite clever. Ricky Gervais is a funny guy. Yes, he is. He's yeah. very, very funny. And the thing that I've always uh, enjoyed about Ricky Gervais is there's really nothing that's off limits for him, including going after Hollywood. Oh, man. That's pretty good. Well, we have a new superhero for that, though. What's that? Elon Musk. Oh, yes. Elon, 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 Elon. I go with Elon. I usually just call him Musk because okay. I don't know how to pronounce his. E-Musk is what I'm going to call I'm him. I'm going to guess that I don't think he even cares how we pronounce his first he, name. He doesn't care how Mike Fratelloni pronounces it, That's for true. sure. That's He's not true. offended by this. But what do you think of that? He bought Twitter. So I, I have to um, go ahead and say I, I was wrong. I thought he was just... Pumping because you what did you say last week? I you thought he said, was just pumping and dumping. I thought he was trying to drive up the price so he could make another couple hundred million bucks. Because he's a very price. smart guy. He is obviously. not a dope, right? Yeah. And um, and he went through with it. He did it and went through with it. What was weird is the market wasn't responding to his claim. So he said, "Hey, I'm willing to buy these shares at 54 bucks or whatever it was." And the market didn't say, "Okay, drive these shares up to 53 bucks because we're only going to let a dollar because all those people are going to get you know that amount." So a lot of people would said, "Oh, I'm going to buy as much Twitter as I can." Do you know what what the stock uh, scenario was for each employee for Twitter? Do you have any idea what that was? No, I don't. But but did did each shareholder that worked for the company, I mean, are they all making a lot of money? If they own shares. Okay. And I'm sure like a lot of those Twitters like give people, instead of us giving you money, we're going to give you 2,000 shares, you know, and when the shares are, you know, 40 cents or whatever, right? So some people have a massive amount of shares and they're all going to get cashed out at the high price at the 54 bucks or whatever the share price he's willing to pay for But the best part about it for me was the the freak out factor and how... I'm leaving Twitter was I'm moving to Canada if Trump gets elected yeah. back in 2016. It was the same thing. Like, no, you're not. So you're not why would you want to leave Twitter? So a guy comes and says, hey, we're going to be more open. We're going to let more free expression. And someone says, nope, I'm going to leave Twitter. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're saying. I do. You know, he did a TED talk in 2020 sometimes. And they said, you know, I, hey, you're trying to buy Twitter. We see that. Uh, what about the economics of Twitter? And did you ever see that quote of his? Mm-mm. He says, I don't care at all about the economics. Really? I was like, wow. Name another guy who puts $44 billion on the line and says, I don't care about the economics. This is a public good. This is for humanity to allow free speech to reign. Do you think? That's amazing. And, and while I don't doubt him saying that with, with complete truth, mm-hmm. do you think he's also saying that knowing, well, if I buy it, it's going to be worth a lot more once I buy it? 
You I think don't that's know. part of it I mean, too? I, is it? It's never made money. Twitter's never made money. Really? It's never been profitable. So they're saying, I, I think people are betting on the come that Twitter could become profitable. Don't quote me on that, but I remember well, you're hearing, my business guy. Well, that doesn't mean I'm paying attention to Twitter all day long, but I think Twitter, if I'm not mistaken, has yet to turn much of a profit, me, if uh, at all. Let me pull let's that sure, up. Let, let, let's look that up because I, I don't want to be wrong on that. But I do not believe Twitter makes money, but Twitter. people who um, are in the know said they believe, you know, if if he can make Tesla profitable, then he can come around and turn around Twitter, not even turn around Twitter, but make Twitter something that could be profitable. Hmm. And again, I don't get it. I am more inclined to want to look at it now because I, I think he's, I think Musk is a cool dude. And uh, I think that's impressive. You see, does it say anything? I'm reading a piece. Uh, this is a Vox piece, so take it for whatever it's worth, saying that uh, you you are correct that they th- while they they make money they haven't been very profitable. Yeah, no, they they do sales. They bring in sales. That doesn't mean they make money at all. But how right? is that possible? Is it because they have too much overhead? No, it's just they they can't their system of what they're doing. They can't run enough ads to hmm. to make it profitable, right? Okay. So let let me see. Let me just let me I, let me look it up on. One of our finance. Do do we have who, who do we have? Should we call Josh Arnold and say, "Hey, Josh"? <laughs> no, we don't need to bug Josh for <laughs> but, that. You know, I already, he would be I already the one that today. would tell us whether Twitter is profitable or not, because we should be able to do this. Okay, so here's the one quote: "The world's richest human being has made a point of saying that he's buying Twitter because he cares about free speech, not money." For now, let's take him at his word. But even in that case, uh, Musk will eventually want Twitter to make money. Okay. Okay. Well. So here, I, I just pulled it up on Yahoo Finance under the it loses. 28 cents per share. So oh, really? all the shares that are out there, it loses 28 cents per share you know, right now. That's where it's at. Earnings to date uh, of April uh, 28, 2022. So that's it's lost 28 cents per share so far. It's never made money. Never made money. So then so, what's the point? Well, the point is... Because, is of, the, the, because of the reach. Billions yeah. of people, okay. right? It is the public square. So now this guy said, I'm going to spend $45 billion to own the public square. Hmm. And if he does something right with it, that's pretty good. It was 73 at one point. The stock was 73. Within this last 52 weeks, it was up to 73. He bought it at 50-something, right? Mm. It's, not a, it's not a bad deal. Well, and the other thing, too, that I think some a lot of people forget, but remember, he was also behind um, somewhat of the, I don't want to say decline, but but yeah, I guess I will say decline of Bitcoin. You, you remember this story? Because yeah. he uh, it was shortly after he hosted Saturday Night Live, and he had said that Tesla will not accept cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. you know, mostly Bitcoin, because yeah. Bitcoin's the biggest player in it. And that, uh, it, once he announced that, the result of that was the price went down. Because it, it was at one point, I believe it was last year, early January, it was $60,000 for one Bitcoin. And now I think it's right around forty. Yeah. And, you know, still strong, right? But then he, he was driving a bunch of traffic to Dogecoin, mm-hmm. right? And that one's, you know, that is just a hugely mark cap, market cap thing. And that, if I'm not mistaken, if because I bought some Dogecoin right when he was talking about it, and it was down to 18, 18 one thousandths of a cent, and now it's at 14 cents. Well, that's not a bad deal. It went all the way up to 37 cents a piece. So people made, you know, 40 times their money if they did it. And based on him just saying, Dogecoin is my favorite one now. It's like, the heck? Who's doing this? <laughs> Who does this? I Imagine mean, being able to wield that kind of power. With great power comes 
great responsibility. He's got to be very careful with this. True, but at the same time, you're always thinking, anytime somebody wants to talk to you, they want something. Yeah, oh yeah. Every single time. Every single time. I think that I'm a nobody, and I think no one wants to talk to me for fun. I do. Well, besides you. (laughs) But everyone else is like, oh, can I just have five minutes? Oh, man, what does that mean? Now what do you You, need? You know one thing that, okay, we're going to get real deep on cryptocurrency. You could ask Josh Arnold this, because does he ever talk about crypto? Josh is very, very much anti-cryptocurrency. I I bet you he would. One thing that I think is very interesting about cryptocurrency and about about, um, the big one, Bitcoin, is... If I'm not mistaken, don't quote me on this again, but about 2% of all the energy consumed in the world is used to mine Bitcoin. You're kidding me. No. And the further Bitcoin goes, like the more coins that are available, because it's it's set to have all the coins released in like the next 100 years, but it's going to be faster than that because it's so popular. By the time all of the coins are released, I know this is deep. Wow. It will be more energy would need to be used than all the energy created in one year. To mine Bitcoin. You're kidding me. So it's completely unsustainable, right? The more Bitcoin that goes out there, the more energy we use to mine Bitcoin, to confirm that a transaction is legitimate. That's what mining Bitcoin is, right? Okay. So you have to, if I send you $10 worth of Bitcoin, there's a computer program that runs on all these computers around the world that says, Mike had that and he's given it to Chris and that's valid, right? But in order to do that... It's a really powerful computer that has to do that. Well, it uses a ton of energy. In fact, 2% of all the energy in the world, hmm. which just doesn't seem right. It doesn't. People are screaming about putting a straw in the ocean, yet people are mining Bitcoin for 2% of all energy used. What could we use that energy for? Something different. Wow. We could light more stadiums. We uh, could, we could do, more electric vehicles. We could do anything, right? <laughs> we could charge something. We could do something besides Bitcoin mining. It seems a little weird because what what happens when it's ten percent of all energy used is for Bitcoin mining? Well, the good thing that maybe I don't understand. Well, it. the the good thing though to keep in mind is we don't have an energy crisis right now. That's true. So we've got nothing but energy. The, yeah, I mean because it's free, and you know as long as the oligarchs in different countries create more oil for us to buy, right? Mm-hmm. We can't do it here, but we want to do it there. I do have an email update for you, sir. Uh, it, I don't remember how long ago that this was, but it was a couple of weeks ago that um, you were talking about your new garage fridge mm-hmm. at your mm-hmm. new place. My main fridge, actually. Oh, it's your main yeah, fridge. Yeah, this I'm is sorry. my main. Yep. And you had said, uh, help, help me refresh my memory, that you had dents or something I inside of it? I had one ding in it. Just okay. like It's like a door ding in it, you know, because it's the stainless steel front, and so it looks real smooth except for mm-hmm. this one little thing. And I was like, oh, man, that just looks so cruddy. So uh, this comes to us from Kevin. Kevin's a loyal listener and loyal uh, uh, emailer to the Garage Logic Show. Hey, Reeves, I was just catching up on the scramble with you and Mike. Mike mentioned a dimple on his expensive refrigerator, then finding out that it would cost $9,900 to replace it. I'm still in shock. I got this. This is from Kevin. Okay. All he has to do, and this I, I can't believe I didn't think of this, mm-hmm. but this is a great idea. All he has to do is reach out to Schoonover's PDR, Paintless Dent Repair People. They will massage that dimple out in an hour. You know what? I bet you anything they probably could do that because it's on a door. Right? They mm-hmm. could pop it. I mean, surely they could do it on a car hundreds of times. Yep. I was just going to get a Garage Logic sticker and just put a sticker over it. Uh, he <laughs> says the fridge will look like new and Mike's kerfuffle is solved. What if they do that? Well, I, I remember because, believe me, in my day, I have driven some POS vehicles. Okay. Yeah. And I had a, a, a dentless repair. What do you call it? 
Yeah, where you it's a suction cup. Yeah. So you yeah. put the the little surface glue on it. Sure. It's not not glue, but you know what I'm saying. So it would yeah, stick, it to the, stick to the stick to the side, and then you turn it, almost like a, yeah, a, a corkscrew, and then it pops out. Yep. So that's also uh, also uh, one more thing. I bought two patio sliding screen doors. Uh, to Fratelloni's Ace in Woodbury, the same place I bought my snowblower. Got them back in two weeks. Shout out to Al at this location. He's great. Thank you, Mike. Wow. Kevin. That is really, and you know what? That was very nice, Kevin. Thank you very much. Um, hold on. I went and looked up that Bitcoin usage because <laughs> I was just, I, I didn't want to be wrong. The process of creating Bitcoin to spend or trade consumes around 91 terawatt hours of electricity annually. Oh my God. More than it is used in Finland, a nation of about five and a half million people. Think of that. That's why that's unsustainable. Go ahead and sell Bitcoin now. Just take your loss. I'm just kidding. Don't take my advice. No. I would have no idea how to do it. But that's that seems really weird. I wonder if Joe gets... I told you, you know, there was a we had a section, a segment the other day on Garage Logic when you were talking about all the um, the raw elements that had to go in building mm-hmm. electric cars yep. and batteries and batteries yep. and like the rare earth and all this stuff and everyone was losing their mind. Well, how much? How much? Do we put into a new car, like a non-battery powered car? How many, how many things, how many, how much, uh, you know, they were saying it's like 4,000 pounds of stuff to build this car. Well, how many pounds of material do you use to build a new car, right? It's, we didn't know the opposite side. I wanted to call in. I wish you still had a call in number. You know, I can tell you with The problem is, is the call in number, I'm listening to it 19 hours later. True. So call in doesn't really work. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going all over the place. That's I'm in okay. a good mood, though. Uh, I did see this headline. You were we were talking about Twitter earlier, and I was going to bring this up during our Twitter discussion. But um, one of my favorite news outlets is the Babylon Bee. Oh, I love it. And uh, this one says Donald Trump to share all 278 thousand tweets everyone missed while he was gone, <laughs> which I thought was. I wonder. Do you think he'll? He learn... said he's not coming back to the platform. Oh, really? He announced that he's not coming back. But I think the betting public all realizes there's no way he's gonna be able to help himself i wonder if he just did it under a, a like a pseudonym like if he just did it but under why a, would he want to i don't know and, because the I whole think, the whole the whole bit at least i think and i'm not even being critical of him for this the whole bit was everyone is was reacting you, yeah. to me and yeah. knows it's me yeah he couldn't do it if it was just yeah if if, if they didn't know it was him he wouldn't want to do it right mm-hmm. he kind of likes the status of being the president which i understand but do you think he I mean, cause he was trying to build his own platform that I think didn't. It's a little harder it's not, than just. Yeah, it's, yeah, it hasn't gone very well. No, and I can't remember the name of that I don't. Platform. John actually had it in the news earlier today, and I don't remember. Did the he name do of it, it with well. the My Pillow guy, or was the My Pillow guy had his no, own platform? No, I don't think too. the My Pillow guy was involved. I, I'm he, willing to be corrected. My Pillow guy has his own platform. He started his own oh. conservative like Twitter. Hmm. I mean, that makes sense. I'm sure, that's going Mike well. Mike Lindell. I can't remember what it's called, but it was it would go up and down pretty quickly. Uh, by the way, the video accompanied uh, below that mm-hmm. headline, there's a YouTube video, and there's a, I'm going to guess, 25-year-old female looking all disgruntled like, oh. Yeah. oh, no. And it says, Twitter employee undergoes therapy over Elon Musk takeover of Twitter. Yeah, and, and I don't even think that's a Babylon B story. It is a Babylon B story. I, I think that's a legitimate story. People are freaking out. I mean, people have been quoted at Twitter saying, we can't have that much type of free speech. How are we going to tell people what to know? It's like, wait, what? You're not supposed to tell people. It's, That's not it's your job. free speech. You, you That's sh- the whole yeah. reason why this uh, guy bought you. Yes, the whole, yeah, which is kind of amazing. Good. Let's see where it goes. There's some law of unintended consequences from this, right? But I, I do think it's going to be, okay, let me ask you this. Do you think he'll have more power now that he owns it? Or will he have to be 
more careful and not tweet something, will he be able to do that less? Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, because now he'll own it. He can tweet all he wants, whatever he wants. But do you think people will say, okay, now he's being more self-serving because he's doing it on his own platform? I think it's going to remain to be seen. I, yeah. I don't really know how to answer. Well, of course, it. it's going to be remain to be well, seen. Well, because right? I, 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 I don't, I don't know. You don't know. I really don't yeah. know. Because he could say, "Hey, look at you know." By the way, SpaceX is happening, and everybody should invest in SpaceX. He could do that if mm-hmm. he wanted to. SpaceX is a cool company, by the way. Um, there's another one. Musk's. Yeah. This is, of course, from the Babylon Bee. Babylon Bee. Musk. Musk's Twitter purchase fails after 138,000 board votes were found overnight. <laughs> Playing off wow, of um, wow. Yeah, the that's, election. Yeah. Um, that, that, the poor guys <laughs> at the Babylon Bee. Well, it, we joke about this, but whether it's the Babylon Bee, the Onion, there's a mm-hmm. couple other satirical websites out there that I love. They're almost out of business because they're, of what's going on in this yeah, country. Yeah. You know, it, you can't even make some of the stuff up you're reading these no, days. No, doesn't it seem like the Babylon Bee is getting more juice than the Onion? And then I think... How would you like to be the onion saying, I'm getting beat by another satirical, Well, like we're making up fake news and someone else is beating me? Their uh, entire bit, though, was the, the explosion of social media. Okay. That, that's why, because you remember that, you, you remember when you would get go the onion somewhere, newspaper? In, uh, yeah, go yeah. somewhere in Uptown and, yeah. and there the was an actual, the onion? yeah, there was an actual publication of it. I think it. the onion is owned by a guy in Minnesota. No. You want, yeah. I, in fact, really? I think I know who he is. Yeah. I did not know you that. You, boy, you're just filling me full of all sorts of Let information me see if I can today. Who owns? I did not know that. That's pretty cool. So that's and if I'm not mistaken, um, oh, let me spell onion. I, I wrote who owns the union, mm. which is not not what I. That's wanted. a completely different, uh, completely different yeah, deal, I'm, Michael. I'm gonna see. Um, so can I share with you? And I get made fun of this with the guys that I work with uh, annually. Okay. Every single time. I am one who gets extremely excited, and I don't care if you're going to make fun of me. All right. That's fine. I love the NFL draft. You do. And I'm not afraid. Remember when we would sometimes either be usurped or we were the lead-in back when we were on the sports radio station to the NFL draft every okay. year? And we would do the beer show. We'd have on whichever guests yeah. we were having on, and then I would stick around and kind of help assist with whatever the coverage was going to be that day. I lo- you loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. People get into it. It's I, fun. Do you like the combine then too? I mean, do you No, like- no, no. That's boring. Well, how would the combine be boring? That's because you're part. finding out where all these guys are going to go and there's trades and there's drama and there's all sorts of... Remember, was it last year? or what? No, it would have been two years ago. The NFL draft was the first uh, public sporting viewing that we had had because all the sports got canceled. Okay. So you're talking late April, and the NFL just said, "We're doing it. We're doing it. Yeah. What do we care?" Yeah, we and, can't stop. And the NFL commissioner was at his house. Oh, I remember that. And they yeah. were recording fans booing him and yeah. taunting him yeah. and things like that. And because he just said, "Well, we're gonna, we're not gathering publicly." And he didn't he get a bunch of crap for that because like, why did oh, you do yes. it from your house? Absolutely, do no, it, do it he from got your crap for just even having it oh. to begin with. And I'm thinking. What harm are they doing? I can't believe you don't like the combine because that has the beautiful Wonderlick yeah, test, right? I don't care. And every couple of years, like someone gets a seven or four. Well, in on fact, a the quarterback for I believe it's Mississippi State. He's he has the chance to be a first round pick. Mm-hmm. It was leaked that he got a fifteen, 15. which is yeah, my seven year old could probably get a fifteen. I don't know. Have you ever taken the Wonderlick test? I've taken a fake one. Oh, I, I took a fake one too. <laughs> I think I'm a bright person. 
not super really? wonderlicky. I mean, I wasn't. I didn't do. Uh, I didn't do stellar because some guys do. I, I think it was thirty is the top, if yes. I'm not mistaken. Uh, I did not get a thirty. There's and, a couple of guys that I believe have had, if not perfect, near perfect scores. Yep. I think Eli Manning was one. Um, who's the the quarterback uh, with the beard? Uh, played for the Bills. Played for the Dolphins. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick. He went well, to didn't, Harvard. Uh, what did our Minnesota Viking, former Minnesota Viking, the one that Matt Burke? I think he did real well on the Wonderland. Well, I'm going to guess so. He's a Harvard guy. He was a Harvard guy. Yeah. And you know what? Matt was so smart. How smart was How he? How smart was he? He was so smart. While he was getting those big checks, he had like a duplex that he was renting out the basement to, and then had a buddy living <gasps> with him. Right. It's like what a smart guy. You're like you're a professional football player, mm-hmm. and you're like renting a room to a buddy for another thousand bucks a month to pay for your house. I'm like, good for you, Matt. That's that's maybe why he has such a beautiful house now and still cash. Well, that's why I love the Gronk, Rob Gronkowski. Grob, boy, I'm having a Gronkowski. tough time today. Because he doesn't spend his uh, game checks. Really? Did you know that about him? No. So the only thing he, the the only, I guess, income that mm-hmm. he spends on is his endorsement. Really? Checks, yes. That's smart. And so he puts, and I don't know if this is still the case. I read this a couple of years ago, but mm-hmm. I thought, Wow, for being a kind of a dunderhead, you're pretty smart. Yeah, have you ever seen Rob's brother? They look exactly like. Yeah, but they're he, dude bros. He looks like a couple of of genetically flawed things happening. Oh. You're like he's Rob, like the test pancake. Yeah, he's like, ooh, that was the ugly one. Let me just. So I, th- I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Jay Leno never took any of his late night with Jay Leno money. Hmm. He only spent money that he'd earn going to do shows. Okay. Which, so he just had a pile of like, hey, my, my big, back then, you know, $6 million contract or whatever he was getting paid. Maybe it was way more than that. I don't know. He didn't spend that money. He just spent his show money, which is a good way to do it. So I do have to share with you very quickly. Um, my wife was very much against the idea of my two boys, excuse me, our two boys playing football. Okay. You know, she she works in the neurology department. Yep, uh, yeah. She's, you know, one of those big time brain mm-hmm. peoples. And she said... Uh, I just know oh, it's my baby. Yeah. And, and so she signed them up for flag football. Okay. So they, this was last Sunday was their second or third week. I can't remember of flag football. And it's great. Cause my, my boys are really starting to get into sports and okay. it's fun. You yeah. know, Cause we, flag we fun. talk about the wild. Hey, did the wild win last night? Or Hey, who's the, tw- who are the twins playing tonight? Mm-hmm. So it's just super fun. And they're at such a fun age. So they had their first game on Sunday. Uh, my, my oldest played later my excuse me my seven-year-old played and then my 10-year-old played Mm -hmm. uh, later on anyway and so my oldest is much more shy uh but but really wants to be do well at this my seven-year-old wants to tear your head off oh really okay so i pulled him aside i said hey buddy now listen remember you have to grab the flags there's no tackling here okay Okay? so listen to your coach be in the right position Listen to the referee, okay? Okay, Dad, okay. Yeah, he's got, got his it. mouth guard in. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. Ready, he's to go. ready to go. The first freaking play. Oh, no. He's on defense. And this poor running back oh, is yeah. trying to cut around the corner, and here comes my seven-year-old and just trucks him. Really? And I went, oh, God, buddy, no. you can't do that. Yeah. And everyone's laughing. Yeah. The, the kid's okay. Yeah, the other kid's okay. They're still tiny. Yeah. But... And I said, so, you know, we get to the stoppage of play or whatever. I go, mm-hmm. and I said, what did I tell you? He goes, he has his mouth guard. He goes, dad, I was going for the flag. Yeah. <laughs> no, you weren't. Yeah, you, you tackled liar. him to the ground. Oh. You were standing on his head at one point in time. And yeah. I think it was you, maybe, maybe it was you that told me this, but, you know, I've been involved in sports my mm-hmm. entire life. 
It is so bleeping fun watching your kids play sports. It can be super stressful. Oh, just wait. Wait till the games oh, matter yeah, to the kids. I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it gets way well, more stressful. Well, last summer, my, my, my oldest was in, they won the 10U championship in Chaska. Yeah. And I couldn't believe, so there, there must have been, I don't know, 30 parents for you know my son's team watching the game. And, I, and everyone was, <sighs> my wife was a mess. Okay. I just finally looked at everybody and said, Everyone, breathe. Breathe. Calm down. Yeah. You it's know, a, it's a yeah, ten year old. And I and I was you know getting a little few mm, butterflies yeah. for him too. But mm. I remember I remember doing that because listen, I've played in games that kind of mattered here sure. and there, or whatever. But I'm thinking they're all watching you. Yeah. And if you're all stressed out, then they're going to start tense up, tensing up, and freaking out. Okay, and I just me, let me tell you a story. And I just said to everybody, breathe, breathe, yeah. relax. Okay, I'm I'm at a sporting event where it's it's a team sport. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not individuals. And I'm not going to say where, I'm not going to say when, but it's recently, and it's in the Twin Cities. Okay. And a person refers to their kid and says, oh my God, that dumb bee. No. I turned to her and I said, and loud enough to hear it. Like did, she no, said did, it, no, when she, she said it, did you know that she was talking about her own child? Um, yeah, we kind of knew because you the the parents on both teams sit in the exact same spot in this particular sport, got it, right? Got it. Okay. So I turned to her and I said, "What?" And she goes, "Well, did you see?" I mean, just starts railing her kid, and I thought, "Are you kidding me? You just called your kid the b word because they screwed up on some play?" And you know, it. I wanted to say, you go out there. To, let's mm-hmm. see what sport and ability you have right. to get out there. And I, you couldn't even, you can't even walk down these bleachers with unassisted, right? And mm-hmm. I, I was so insulted for this kid. And every so often, that I get me. like, oh my, it's so frustrating when people are yelling. Um, you know, certain sports, they're yelling plays. It's like, what are you doing? Unless, unless you have a pedigree of college, mm-hmm. whatever sports, or you coach for 15 years. And if you did coach for 15 years, you would never say anything because you'd be too embarrassed to say something when there's an active coach coaching. I looked at this woman. I thought, what a classless person you are. I, I was at another, I told you this story. You might may or not remember this. I was at a Catholic girls' school seventh grade basketball team, okay. and a coach turned to one of the players and says, "If you don't tuck in your GD, saying it out loud, your GD jer- jersey, you're off this team." And walked by her. I thought, "What? What did he just say?" Wow. At a Catholic girls' seventh grade basketball team, he turns and and this kid lost her mind. She kept getting technical fouls in this game. I'm like, "Well, no wonder. Yeah. Her coach is screaming at her." It just and that's honestly, I I am having fun so far. I have not had I did have to tell one dad a couple of years ago, "Bro, calm down." Yeah. But that but it was it was a 5-second interaction and he kind of went, "Oh yeah, I'm kind of getting yeah. out of hand." Wait though. Wait till and it's 12, 12 well, I know. year olds and 14-year-olds. It gets way more aggressive. And I know that that's because, you know, I have bo- bo- both my nephew and my niece play sports. And I'm, I'm seeing some of that once in a while mm-hmm. and hearing stories from my brother. Yeah. And I thought, you know, parents just need to chill. And I, I get it. It's it's easier said than done. But do you know who Scott Pollard is? No. Played basketball for a long time. I, I, I don't know how long his NBA career was, but he was a big-time star at Kentucky. Okay. All right. And basically saying something to the effect on social media this weekend, uh, someone's, I don't know if it was his kid or whoever, mm. but their high school basketball game had to be postponed because they didn't have any referees. And he just basically said, parents, this is your fault. Yeah, this is your fault. Be, yep. You're yep. following refs no to the car. To yep. No one wants to do this. And yep. we're seeing it right now because usually with – you know, amateur. Our first amateur baseball game was last Saturday, mm-hmm. and so this is the t- time of the year where 
you're really struggling to get umpires yeah. because high school baseball is going on. Then pretty soon, uh, VFW Legion town baseball starts. So, I mean, you're really thin with umpires um, throughout the course of the week. And you know, we're already starting to see things like that because they're so desperate for whether it's high school referees, high school umpires, summertime umpires. No one wants to do it. And I got to say, I don't blame them. No, you I don't blame them do whatsoever. Have, how many guys do you have on your team? 12? No, uh, our roster is 25. Oh, it is? Yeah. You should have everybody throw two bucks into a hat on both teams and hand it to the ump at the end of the game and say, oh, you made your 75 bucks or whatever to, to work it's this 150. game. It's 150. Oh, really? Okay, you made your 150. Seriously? Yes. Although it could be a three-hour game, so that's... Usually our games are right around two. Okay, so, right but they have two, to get there, two and you and know, half. might not be close. But if everybody threw in two bucks and they made another 60 bucks doing it, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it's $200, then you're going to find people for sure to do it, right? Uh, although yes. 150, you think for 150 bucks for two hours, that's a pretty good gig. But that was an increase because it used to be, I think, uh, 110 or maybe 125. Okay. I can't remember, but they had to do that because they were the. Uh, there's two different umpire associations that are associated with with amateur baseball in Minnesota. I think there's two. There might be another one. And that's basically what they came to the state board and just said, "Hey, uh, we're not have, getting enough guys because they're, it's not worth it to them." Yeah. You know, for me, it wouldn't be worth driving from Jordan to. Austin, yeah, to go. Five but usually they try to, yeah, they they usually try to to get them scheduled as regional as they possibly can, yeah. so that there isn't those long. My drives. former brother-in-law was an umpire, and he took it very, very, very seriously. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I wish people understood that. You know, he was cleaning his shoes at home before he was. You know, he took it very seriously. He studied. He paid attention. He Good. watched all the games. Good. And and I was like, wow. I, I wonder if people knew how much work he and effort and care that he put into it. Mm-hmm. If that would translate to more respect for him. You know? Well, what usually happens is if you are a good umpire. Mm-hmm. Both teams most likely, more often than not, will give you the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Like you know, especially because in our case, these guys are working by themselves. Yeah. So it's tough it's to be easy. calling balls and strikes and then hustling out to see if he caught the ball in deep center field. Yeah, yeah. You know, so see that's one thing that's not no sports like golf, right? In golf, if you make a mistake, you call yourself on it. Oh, <laughs> right. I made a mistake. Right. Baseball, you know, if you didn't quite make the catch, but you rolled over the ball and you picked it up, you'd say, "Hey, I got the ball." It's like, <laughs> "No, you didn't." We can see you, liar. Right. Oh, that that always bugs me. I was never that guy. My my daughters always yell at me because no matter who has a good play when they play, mm-hmm. it, whether it's my daughter's team or the other team, I'll say, "Great play!" Like, "Wow, that was a great play." I don't care what team it is. Yeah. And they'll say, "I'm kind of the same way." Yeah. And they're like, yeah. "Why are you doing that?" It's because like, it's a sport, and you're 10 years old, and no one cares, and you should be having fun. And if you're taking it too seriously, we should probably take you out of this. In fact, uh, one of the one of the kids that my oldest was playing against, he made an incredible one hand catch. Oh, and I really? gave him knuckles. Like, damn kid, yeah. that was awesome. Isn't that fun? Great catch. And yeah. I thought my son's not going to be mad, and then he's going to probably see me go. Oh, okay, probably won't fist bump the kid he's playing against, but it's. It's sportsmanship. Yeah, nothing's wrong with that. Nothing's wrong with being a good sport. In fact, it, it's I, I I was always watching these football players, professional football players. It's like, why won't you go greet the other team and say, hey, welcome to our city. <laughs> right. You know, my name's Mike. I hope you guys all have fun here. I hope this is a great game. I hope none of us get hurt. Right. There's that case right now where that coach had was praying after that, you know, like eight years ago, a football coach would do prayers after his games, mm-hmm. voluntary prayers that you didn't have to go do them, but he got fired for it. Right. Because. The, oh, yeah. 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 Yep, and now it's going that. to the Supreme court right now and it was like both sides of the team some kids would go over and pray with them after the game right mm-hmm. you know whether it's appropriate or not who knows but it's not that big a deal right it's voluntary you don't have to go do it if you don't want to it's 
two seconds, whatever. And I think, well, that that bonds the teams like, ah, oh, that's a human. I'm a human. We, why are we screaming at each other? Why are we getting in fights? Mm-hmm. Let's just let's just be. It's a it's a sport for goodness sakes. Right. I love sports. <laughs> I don't like them the same way you do, though. I love the NFL draft. I can't believe you. So who do you think, what are the Vikings going to do? What what draft picks do we have? Uh, right now, as it stands off the top of my head, I know they have the number 12th pick in the first round. In the second round, I think it's 46, so I is that So second round, 46 is just a flyer. You have no idea at that point. And then third round is 77, I So believe. what are we going to We can try remember. to take a quarterback? Corner. Quarter. Well, uh, we got to take a quarter back. No, they won't. I, no I, would, I would be stunned if they took a quarterback in the first round. I would well, jettison him. Well, A, I, and again, yeah. you know I'm not the biggest Cousins guy. I mean, I, I don't think he's a poor this, performer. This but. is widely viewed as a very, very mediocre quarterback class. Yeah, but that's what they say. And then some kid comes out. True. Y- you just can't tell. True. Right? You true, just can't true. tell unless they're head and shoulders above. I, okay, so you, you want a cornerback. That seems in fact, to be not so great. I either. know a couple of friends of mine that are going to be in Las Vegas. For this draft. Yeah. Really? So they're going to Vegas for the draft. Mm-hmm. Huh. And I know a gentleman from my hometown who runs one of the hotels. And I was texting him a while, a while back just mm-hmm. like, I'm curious, what's what's the demand out there? He says, I've never seen anything like this. Really? And I said, you're kidding. He said, outside of when the Raiders have, you know, a big-time opponent. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, the Packers. I don't even think Green Bay's been out there. But yeah, who, he said, outside of, you know, like when the Chiefs, because they're in the same division, when okay. the Chiefs come to town, it's it's mayhem. Yep. He said, I, I can't believe how many, I mean, everything's booked. You know, rooms are, I mean, you can still go sure. if you want. But he said, it's nuts. Well, you know, between I mean, think about this, between all of the teams that have to be out there, yeah. with all of their personnel that have yeah. to be out there, all of the uh, players that are going to be out there, because you know they usually invite, I don't know, twenty five, fifty players, so mm-hmm. all their families are going to be out there yeah. because they want to be in Vegas. To all of the fans that are going to be out there, it's going to be utter mayhem. I mean, it really changed. I think when the Vegas Knights started up. The world of Vegas said, oh, we can have a sports team here, and people get behind it really well because it's it's mm-hmm. a fun spot to go. You might as well go to a game, too. I didn't know how that was going to work. Wait the until the NBA gets their hands on Las Vegas. I don't think they should. I really don't think they don't should think either. I think they should, right? I think that's the one league. Well, I guess, I, no, I, I take that back because I guess football, because you've got... What Crazy, seven times yeah. the number of people on your yeah, roster throwing money around, getting wild. Well, and sadly, yeah. we had the one story about the Raiders player that you know got into a lot of trouble after he struck and killed a woman um, yeah. out there. So it's things like that that you got to. I couldn't imagine being in charge of sixty guys that are half of them are knuckleheads. Yeah. I just couldn't half imagine them are knuckleheads with eighty four thousand dollars in cash in their pocket. Right at it's one like, time. Well, yeah. What are you doing with eighty four grand <laughs> right. in your pocket? Well, we're going to dinner. It's like you don't need eighty four grand to go to dinner. Go to know? McDonald's. Go to McDonald's. It's way cheaper. <laughs> That's why you love hearing those stories about the guys who make it. Yeah. Right. The guys who just aren't morons. You're like, good for you. Right. Because it was it, some weird stat. Like sixty eight percent of all NBA players file bankruptcy two years after they quit. Right after they retire mm-hmm. from, it's like, well, that's a shame because in basketball you're making five million dollars no matter what. In fact, I just watched that. It wasn't the whole thing, but because I'm a, I love the thirty for thirties. Oh, yeah. I think they're great. The broke, but the one broke yeah. came on, and I, I, I think I was, oh, I was working on the elliptical. And I thought, oh, I'll just have this on for yeah. half an hour or yeah. whatever. 
And poor Bernie Kosar. Oh, yeah. It's just... Didn't they say he made like $100 million in his lifetime? And I can't remember what exactly. Some crazy But it was a lot of money. Yeah. Especially back, you know, when he first signed. You know, the contracts yeah. weren't that big. Maybe but, it wasn't that much money. But, but anyway, um, the most glaring one to me was, I think his name is Leon Searcy. He was an offensive lineman for Pittsburgh and Jacksonville. And basically saying, I had... The only thing I had left, I had $52,000 in my checking account. Yep. That's all he had left. That's and this it. is a guy that had signed a number of multi-million dollar contracts. Yep. And I forget where he was driving, and he drove by a Hummer dealership. Yeah, and, went and he saw it. a brand new Hummer for $50,000, and I had to have that Hummer. Isn't that thinking, amazing? You bleeping moron. So it just proves that some people are not good with money because he would have done that if he would have had $2,000 in his checking account and saw a $2,000 car. He would have spent Do it on a $2,000 Do you think, though, or would it, would, being thrown that kind of money just changes your entire perspective, doesn't it? I think you are what you are. right? Sure. And, you know, some people just didn't have a great role model, right? Yeah. And some people just had no money, too. So, yeah, that's you know, point. if you grew up poor, like truly poor, mm-hmm. and you were someone handed you a million bucks, your mindset changes, right? I mean, sometimes people get super conservative. Other people say, I have it right now. It's all right. I've been poor. I can maybe do that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah. It is it is impressive the amount of money people can go through. Oh. I love it. Good for them. <laughs> it's a great story. You know, you get some great stories of just, but I, I like personally those stories of, oh, I, I invested in Twitter and it, it's like, oh, wow, congratulations. You're worth four times more than you were when you were a ball because player. Because you weren't being an idiot. Yeah. And right. you can like, when you have to replace your hip in six years, you can do it and you have insurance. Well, if you want to talk. NFL draft with me. Feel free to email us, or maybe I'm, I'll throw up a poll question. Maybe throw up a poll. Who we should maybe take and put up two quarterbacks? Should the Vikings draft the security, the Timberwolves security guard? Yes or no? I uh, know we do have to think of a good poll question. Okay, that's a good. Okay, idea. let's do it. Wait, I have an idea. Yes. If you'd like to submit a poll question, oh, that would be great. Why don't you go ahead and email us, and and you can do that through the Garage Logic page. All of those emails get directed towards me, so feel free to please direct them that way, and then. We will select a poll question from one of you fine listeners. A weekly scramble, weekly poll question. I love that. All right. Michael, thank you, sir. Reavers, you're the best. Please do us a favor. Rate and review the show wherever you happen to listen to this wonderful podcast. We would truly appreciate the feedback. His name is Mike Fredoloni with Fredoloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. My name is Chris Reavers. We'll do this again next week. Until then, cheers.